Thank you so much for being a listener of the Deep Believer Show. We love our listeners, we pray for our listeners, and we love to hear from our listeners. So if you have anything you'd like to say, if you have any testimonies, or if you have any questions, leave us a voice message. We'd love to hear from you. Again, we would love to hear from you. Thank you so much for being a listener of The Deep Believer Show. Hi, everyone. This is Jennifer Bagnashi with Deep Believer. Today, I'm very excited about our guest. She was former Miss International representing Columbia. She died on Mother's Day of 2020 of high blood pressure. She visited heaven, met Jesus, saw her grandchildren and her house in heaven. And she's here today to share her story with us. Karina Barigno Martinez, thank you so much for being with us. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. What a blessing. This is definitely to glorify God. So tell me, how did you grow up? Did you grow up in a Christian household? Where did you grow up? How did that look like for you? No, I actually was, uh, being in Colombia, my entire, I guess, childhood all the way to my teenage until 16 when I came to the United States, I was raised Catholic and we uh, definitely went to church. We were very religious when it comes to the religion. We celebrated, you know, Semana Santa, which is a holy week. Uh, we celebrated things that the, the Catholic church really, Palm Sundays and things like that. Um, so I was really uh, involved with my, you know, whoever took care of me because really was more uh, just, you know, following whoever was raising me at that moment, at that age, because I jumped from home to home to home. Um, and that was very, very painful for me as a child. I never really had a stable home. I was so in a stable until I met God, to be honest, my whole entire life was really all over the place. And so it was only Catholic and nothing else. But when I came to the United States, you know, going through what I went through, I started seeking God and I went through all sorts of religion, uh, trying to find the God that I thought didn't even exist because I suffered so much. I went to, to look for him in the Christians, the first Christian. And then I went out of it, you know, I, you know, didn't believe anything and then came back, uh, went back to the Christian Baptist. I, I mean, my, like I had mentioned to you before, Mormon, uh, and I never really could find God. I never felt what I feel now in, in, in not so much of the feeling, but knowing that I'm finally there, um, knowing that I'm loved for sure. And that I don't need to be seeking attention or anywhere else and things like that. So that's, um, that's the part of the, you know, my, my beginning of my, of my, my walk, how I met God. So you mentioned that uh, you were rejected by your family mm -hmm. uh, once you reached the United States. Why were you rejected by them? So I, first of all, let's go back when I was a kid. Um, when my mother had me, she was very young in age. Um, it was hard for her to take care of me. She was a, a maid and I was very, very sick. She, she ended up taking me to a hospital um, 
talking to an uncle of my dad that I just like find this out like really not long ago and he was the one who suggested take it to the hospital once once um you know they let me know she's okay I'll go you know I'll let you know but when when he went he took me and then that was it I disconnected from my mom um and things that started from there I was just jumping from home to home to home and why was I jumping home to home because I was not having a mother or a father there and my father even though he was you know given money and, and kind of saying that he was supporting I'm sorry my dogs um it was very very hard for um having that relationship you know with my dad and so came to the United States at 16 ended up going to the um you know school uh I believe it's like within a week or so came back from school talked to my grandma looking in the window I'm like well, it's getting dark you know where's my dad and and I came with my stepmother and my little brother and sister at the time and I asked my grandma I said where, where you know my my aunt was there too I said where's my dad and they said well they left you they went to New York and that hit me hit me hard and wait, I started so, wait, wait. so they they left without letting you even know mm -hmm. oh. yeah yeah and thank God we kind of discussed this now because it was really in me. I, we need to forgive and let go of things like this. But, you know, God always have, has a way of purpose and everything. But I felt, felt rejection for the moment. Uh, I started being rebellious because I was rebellious when I was a kid. Not finding that love, not finding that position of a child. Um, you know, I had some, I had one aunt that gave me, she was not even my aunt, she was married to my uncle. And she was the only one that would tell me, I love you, you know, and I didn't feel loved and cared for anybody else. Everybody else went into their own kids and not me. Um, so I always felt that pain. I felt that rejection. Um, maybe in their own eyes, they could say that they love me, but as a child, that's, it scarred me. It scarred me severely. I got, I got yelled at a lot. I got spanked, not spanked, beat up a lot um, because, you know, I, I was so unease I didn't understand and, and so I would go one house they said don't do this and but the other house would say do it so it's like I was so confused I had confusion since day one and so when I came to the United States then it became okay so you're not going to go to school then you're going to have to work and I was working for less than what normal wage was quick though when you said you were beat or spanked who beat you was it my was my it family? aunt's husband my my yeah <laughs> my cousins um, so I just had like really, really, uh, painful moments, like anything that I said or did, it was bad. Um, so then through coming to the United States, um, you know, with my aunt and my, and my grandmother, they were having their own problems. Sorry. I became more, more, um, more rebellious. And so obviously that became a problem. I was kicked out basically and move on to with my cousin my cousin um was having a relationship at that time and I got pregnant and had an abortion I was told that either you have an abortion or you in the streets so I called my dad in New York and told him that I'm pregnant and I was kind of like what you know you're so young and into all this what are you, what are you talking about I'm not helping you so my mother my stepmother at the time uh, called me after the same day after I had the abortion um, and I was crying I didn't want to talk to her and they had already talking about helping me and it was too late 
and I became extremely depressed after that. And just, just one thing after another, after another, after another. And the story just go all the way to when I met my husband. Um, I had, you know, a lot of, um, I would say fornications, a lot of boyfriends, dated married men, and, and then went into a relationship, into a relationship. Um, I ended up having a son on a relationship. I, I was married uh, the first time, also got divorced. And so I never was, again, the, the being in a stable was like the whole thing in my life, very unstable. And so then I ended up meeting my husband, him, him raising my son, also was unfaithful to my husband. I was a liar. Um, I was a makeup artist. I did a lot of bikini uh, modeling, swimsuit modeling. I actually was Miss International uh, long, long years ago for a magazine uh, swimwear line. I was in the Texas bikini team. I was a hooter girl. I was like, and all the stuff. And is it bad? Well, it became, so this is, this is what I want to make sure that you understand because a lot of women say, well, why do you think that's bad? Because I'm doing it. And, and I, you know, I love God. What made it bad for me as I'm testifying is that this is what happens. People say, okay, I'm going to have a glass of wine. Okay. One glass of wine. But then what happens when you take that glass of wine is, okay, I'm going to have another one. And then what happens? You meet a good looking guy. Let's go to your bed. And it's so that kind of like pro, you know, like when God told me, stop having excuses because excuses take you to sin, take you to a lie. When you build excuses, it takes you to a lie. Even if it's a white lie, it's a lie. And so I have learned progressively to understand that what I was doing, it was not necessarily that it was really bad, is that it took me to do sin. It took me to, to lie and to build. It was a buildup. It's a door. It was a, it was a key. It was a door and it's open and I'm there. And so um, just take that. And I don't want you to think that I'm here to judge what you're doing in your life, but really consider of, um, you know, what if I'm doing this? Is this is going to cause me damage? Because at the end, it caused a lot of damage. When I had an abortion and opened the door, um, the interviews that I had in the past, I was so fresh on this that I couldn't even speak about this kind of stuff. And I'm glad that you, you've given me the, the chance because two years into it, I have grown to understand that all that I went through was for me to become who I am, a better woman, a better mother, a better sister, a better wife, a better mother, because all I did was yelling at my kids, getting frustrated. No, first, no, no, there was nothing. There was no foundation in my house. There was no God. There was no Jesus. There was nothing. And that foundation was been built for two years only. Just me right now, because my husband's not yet. He's like, I'm <laughs> pulling him, um, but I'm not forcing him. And my kids are finally there. It is finally, we are peace. We have joy. We have the nine fruit of the spirit. We're still working on some of the fruit. One of is patient. Who would have patience with twins that are 13 years old, wanting the same thing, but they're boy and girl. It's kind of like, I, not the same thing I should say. One wants cheeseburger, one wants hot dog. And you need to make them have, you know, like kind of that kind of stuff. You know, you know what I'm talking about, your mom. So 
And then you have to deal with teaching them not to become you when you were being a vanity, when it was all about you, then you didn't have no emotions, but only your emotions matter. And so I'm telling you this testimony, not for you to judge it, it's for you to really consider to take a sit down, relax, write down the things that really, since you started doing certain things in your life, you know, wearing sexy clothes, for example, has that brought in a good man or a bad man? Um, the way you speak, has that really pushed people away or, or, you know, and what people are you bringing into your life? I mean, once I, this happened to me, it literally changed me. So now once that man, my husband, I'm taking you to the, the best part of the whole thing. Um, I end up, um, getting very sick. Sorry, Karina. Um, yes. before you get to that part, I want to touch on, mm -hmm. you mentioned how you were into all this modeling and all that stuff. Well, this brought you into vanity. Yes. Correct? Because you mentioned how you became vain. Could you just touch on that or were you easing into that already? No. Um, so obviously when you come as a 16 year old, you just like want to learn English. <laughs> you want to, you want to fit in. And so, because I came from already a, a very bad childhood, I want to become a, a teenager that everybody will accept. I mean, can you imagine right now my kids are like, my hair looks okay. My shirt looks like his shoes matches. And I'm like, oh my God. Well, I was worse because I was like, do I speak okay? You know, am I going to smell their fragrance and they're liking my fragrance? Because I was a new being for them. I was, a, I was an alien for them. You know, this is a new person. She doesn't speak English. She, she's talking about some sort of food that we don't have. Listen, when my, my cousin gave me a pickle, I got, I, everybody laughed at me. I could not even say burgers. I would say booger. I mean, it's just like things like that. So vanity came in immediately after I had an abortion and I wanted to kill depression with putting on makeup, kill depression for, for calling attention and, 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 and people giving me, wow, you look pretty. Why? And so the more people would say something, the more I wanted to add on. It was like an like literally like a cheese, a bat, fat, cheesy burger that you just lay and lay and lay things on it. Lettuce, tomatoes, bacon, avocado, avocado. And, and so that's literally, I'm just having the vision. So this is the first time I'm saying this. <laughs> and I feel the Holy Spirit. Whew, sorry. Gotta warn you because every time I feel it, it's like waves. And so that it became after the abortion, after the depression, it is, 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 was like a door that opened into that. So then I became a swimsuit model. And it was not just a bikini and the cover here. I wanted to do the fawn. And I even, I haven't told him, but I, now he will know. He knows. Um, but I tried out for Playboy. I just took my top off. And it was like four people in front of me that didn't like it. And I said, okay, well, I don't know how to do this. But you don't see what I'm saying? So from bikini, now you're like, your top was off. And so you're the first one I'm sharing this because I'm being led to. But I don't hide anything anymore. I'm just going to spill everything out. I, I, and if I'm walking and doing something wrong, that is going to reveal it. So let's do it, God, because I don't want to be, I don't want to be in bondage. So then it became like, well, I need to learn how to do my hair better. You know, now it's not curly. Now I want to do this. Now I want to do, and now I want to wear something more tight and feet it because I have, I realized people likes my, my waist or my butt, whatever it was, you know? And so it, it slowly, but surely it started like that. And then I became a makeup artist. <laughs> so I can 
get free makeup because <laughs> I couldn't afford it, you know? And from that became more and more and more. And like I said, I know that we don't have a lot of time. I can sit here and tell you my entire life, but so far that is what opened the door, the, the, the abortion for that. And then you mentioned to me that after the abortion, all these sicknesses had set in that you were never even warned about. No, no. Share that with the audience because a lot yes. of women I know watching this have had abortions or know someone who have had abortions. Yes. And the side effects are awful. Could you just yes. share what happened to you? Yes. So um, I believe that we not only have generation curses now that I know this for sure, and that I have break most of them out. But we also curse ourselves. It's biblical. I mean, people in the Bible do some really stupid things to curse themselves. You know, they're, they're, it just literally is. And so I did not know, being Catholic, I knew it was a bad thing, but I didn't know it was that bad. Like I wasn't taught all this. And so it opened a, a, a door for illnesses. The more, the, the more I did, the more I chose to do, because I was my will, the the heavier was in my body it was like carrying chains there you go i'm seeing this i put it a chain on my ankles chains on my hands chains on my waist people have lower back pain neck pain think about what 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 could what could cost this where do i open the door that i thought bad that i said something bad that i that i hate somebody that have not forgiven myself because it's another issue a lot of the stuff, it was, it was adding an unforgiveness to myself because once I had the abortion, then I didn't forgive myself for doing that because then I thought, well, I could have just live in the street with a baby and then just beg because I give money to the beggar. So what, what difference it makes? I, I should have just been a beggar, you know, but I didn't know, right? I just it didn't, it didn't really dawn on me. And this is how everything happens into our life. We don't sometimes do things because we want to. We just don't know. When you don't have knowledge, poof. When you don't have the wisdom, you don't have the seven spirit of God, you're lost. So I was lost, completely lost. I had no idea. First of all, I wasn't raised by anybody that really had the foundation of God. Second of all, I had no understanding of what was happening to me. I was so young. And so that really... Uh, was the the true cause of my illnesses um the the depression that came with that was so severe I tried to commit suicide it didn't work Every, the three times I thought I died and it, it <laughs> I had to throw everything up like something always stopped it to not get to there and I was too afraid to kill myself. For some reason, there was always that fear. But when I did it, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to feel fear. Once I'm dead, I'm dead. And I never thought in my mind that hell was real. That was real. But I did have the fear to go to hell. But I never really knew that God was really that real. Because I never believed that how can a child have gone through all this and all this in the teenager and the 20s and I'm like, and all this health issues. I was really more never taking responsibility over my will. I was giving the responsibility to God with my own will being chosen by me. The way I came back, he gave me a choice to come back. And I'm like, what did you do that for? But you know, it's like, we have that free will and we don't know how to use it. And who is in charge to teach you this? Your family, your generation. 
I can't teach my kids, oh, go put on a sexy clothes. If I tell them, look, this is, this is how God wants us to live. If they have that foundation, they will not do the things, that stupid things I did. So their generation made a mistake of not teaching them and they made a mistake of not teaching me. And therefore I got lost. I got confused. Now, if you're raised in a Christian, and I respect that, if you respect, if you raised in a, in a, in a Christian, it's going to be the same way. Why? Because <laughs> this is where I'm going to come very strong because you're in a religion. You're in a religion and religion becomes a, a form of law made by men. So Karina, but you follow Christ and you're not Christian. No, I am not Christian. Jesus never said you need to be Christian or you need to be Jew or you need to be Hindu. Nothing. He said, have a relationship with me. Oh, but you go to church. Yes, I go to church. I don't sit in one church and say, I am from this church. I go to a church to be used as a vessel or so when I'm like really needing something and I know God speaks through everybody, I sit in the church and I go, what, like yesterday, oh my goodness, David, I just met him. He spoke to me, God spoke to me through him. So I go to churches, not to judge the church. I'm done with that judging because at the end of all things, God is trying to save them, save you and save everybody and just move everybody out of here. But then what do we do? A lot of Christians, and my brother has been these Christians, the believers that they judge everything because you're not walking in that religion. So I stood, I stood away. God, the first thing I said, God, where do I take all this? He says, do not go to any religion because I'm going to judge them. And I don't want you to be in that mess. He says, my wrath is coming. I want you to have a relationship. <laughs> Sorry. for you God Whew. he says I want you to have a relationship with me and so that's what it's, what I'm having oh sorry it's waves that's okay well you know what I, why, while you're experiencing this I want to um, mention something that you mentioned to me that I just love how and it, it, it's very insightful how you said to me that the more doors that you open the more illnesses your body will have Yes. Explain that. I think that's really powerful. And a lot of people don't really understand or even grasp mm -hmm. what the doors mean and mm -hmm. how it's even linked to so, your body. So doors are you're 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 choosing to do something that you know in your spirit is saying don't do it. But what about when you lost and you just do it and then you figure it out later? You're still doing it. You know what is going to be good and what's going to be bad. You know that if you if you cheat on your husband or if you're sleeping with somebody that you're not supposed to be, you're, if you're fornicating, you know already the essentials of what God wants from you. Being a believer and not being a believer, you spirit, like I knew in my spirit that if I had an abortion, even with the religion, because religion, the one good thing about religion is they give you some sort of principle, but there's no foundation. And so you knew, I knew uh, if I do this, but you know, I don't have no choice. I got to do it, right? But if I have the foundation, I will grab my backpack because I will not take any of my clothes because how am I going to put all this stuff and sit in the corner and say, I'm pregnant, give me money. But opening doors of the will 
that you have been given as a gift from God, opening doors, the things that you choose to do, it causes damage. Even, even I'm still today, because I still speak as learning. When I get mad at my children and I start yelling so loud, I literally feel a headache. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. I started repenting. I started rebuking and all that. And then God speak, spoke to me. He says, how did you expect to have a firm foundation for these kids of mine to come to me when you don't have self-control? This is part of the nine fruit, daughter. And I go, ah! and I start crying. And I'm like, now when I'm like losing it, with my kids because they're going to be trust me i just like kids and then two things he said you either walk away calm down and come back with my wisdom and you give them that or sit there and don't say anything and ask for wisdom and i said okay so i had tried listen i'm still working this out okay so when i'm trying to like not yell at my kids then i do speak and then like this authority this power like comes, I'm feeling the Holy Spirit, I'm sorry. This power comes in the words that come out of my mouth. When I say it, I turn around and go, did I say that? Like, I just like shock because in my own mind, myself would never really speak those words if it wasn't because I'm asking for wisdom. And so there, I'm not speaking about God the whole time, but I'm speaking about what God needs from us. And so then that becomes, they're like, they literally give me a full attention. And now they're learning that the mom is having self-control. And when I speak about them to them, when the right time, when the right moment comes about having self-control, then they can't say, well, mom, you lose your patience with us. You don't have no self-control. So we can't be judging others if you're not there. And so that's, I'm still, I'm two years into this. So that's that's what I, what I have learned through this walk. Opening doors are the common denominator of wow. I never said that word. This is wisdom. Common denominator of what you choose to do, and it causes illnesses into your body. It could be headaches. It could be it could be um, anything in your body. It hurts physically because anything you say is powerful. Anything you think is powerful. You know, God created us, which is saying it, right? And 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 He molded us, and He 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 said it, He did it, He formed it. And so we choose things that we know that we know that we know not to do. So let's go into when you got sick, mm -hmm. um, and it began with. I mean, I know you mentioned how you. So I was, I was. Uh, so this is in May, and you know that we got COVID. I mean, COVID just hit before May, and it was really on the peak of May, and we could not May even of when of twenty twenty, right? Twenty twenty. Okay. And so when 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 that but when COVID was happening, I mean, I went through the first beginning of COVID. Keep in mind that I have my sister is a nurse practitioner, and she's an ICU, so she would tell me and scare me, Karina, you cannot because you were so sick. I have a pacemaker. You have you're taking all this medication. Your your immune system is not you know. And so what happened to me is that fear was my boss. Okay. I was owned by fear. And so every time that's a beast, by the way, it's a beast. So that beast system came into me. It's a beast system. People don't think of fear. It is, it's part of the beast. So that fear came into me and now I was afraid of die because I knew for some reason that I was going to go to hell. I just knew 
Okay. Were you even born again at this time or no? No, I, I've been going to, to Christians and all that and, and come to the altar and receive Jesus and, and kind of knew a little bit, but I didn't know, like I did not understand. Like I had no idea this was real. I was going to see if something happened. You know, a lot of people were like, when when they say, can you pray for me for healing? Sure. If they don't get healed, they walk away and then they walk away forever because they don't believe that that's real. But it's not, it's because I didn't believe. It's not about the person that's healing or used as a vessel as a healer, but it's it's you that you don't want to believe. And so I didn't believe. So I wasn't getting no Holy Spirit and I didn't hear nothing. I didn't. I mean, nothing, I just, nothing was happening to me. So I just did not know that this thing was real. This, the, this Jesus that we're talking about is real. And so that's, that's what happened to me. But why did you have a weak immune system? Cause you told me prior that your immune system was so out of whack where well, I, I was taking so much medications, 14 pills a day. I had, I show you a photo. I'm going to send you, hopefully you'll put it on, but I was taking uh, a bunch of medications for so many illnesses. I had illnesses ill every door i mean if i could just literally sit down one day i'm gonna have to do it when did this came whoa this is the door when did this came whoa this is when it but one in particular was was really really got me really sick where i didn't have no immune to fight anything um so i'll let my husband share that but it's it's is so much that was given me um that given to me that cost hair loss. I mean, I had breast implants. I didn't know that that causes illnesses either. And, and God, when he revealed this to me, I'm like, what? That's another door. He says, yes, you pay $6,000 for your breast implant and you got two things for free. And I go, what? <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'm like literally laughing. He's a joker, by the way. He, he jokes with truth. He, you know, he says all these illnesses just came with it. So I'm like, wow. Vanity came in stronger than ever so this jezebel spirit came in <laughs> i was like what who is she and i'm like this is how i discovered her and i'm like wow now i know why i tried to be the boss of the house why i try to demand lie and kind of like wrap everybody in my finger because this is you know i wanted everybody to see me but when i removed them oh my gosh a lot of the stuff went away and so going back into 2020, um, May, my sister's telling me about how a small the virus, I study the virus, like I studied from my heart. And I was so scared that I made a YouTube video to how to prevent COVID. And I literally told them, put on your gloves, put on your mask, double mask, don't wear this type of mask, wear this mask. When you go to the store, I went to the store and I told him, you're going to grab the stuff. And before you put him from the cart to the cart, you're going to wipe every product. And you're going to, I'm not kidding. It's out there. And I would put it in the, and I would put it in the car. And then when you get home, you need to go ahead and wipe that and put it in the sink and wash it and then put it in the refrigerator. This is how sick mentally fear got me like so badly my husband was not able to get out my kids were not able to play anything nothing I didn't allow anything I was constantly cleaning 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 because I was so afraid to get this COVID people were dying like flies like boom 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 and I'm like oh my gosh I'm not dying I don't want to go to heaven I mean a, a hell I just like wow I forget that and so um so I was just like going 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 with this fear and I started realizing that all this neighborhood out and, and Facebook you got groups as you all know 
And, and in the mom's group, people were saying, I can't afford this, I can't afford that. So what I decided, um, I bought a sewing machine. It's the only thing I could do. I could not even brush, wash my hair. My daughters had to help me shower because any movement, even crying, would target movement in my body that will cause my heart to hurt. It became and a right, pacemaker, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In 2019. Uh, June 2019, I got, June or July 2019, I got the pacemaker uh, implanted in my chest and then two wires inside my heart. And it was not, when you get a pacemaker, you have to do things to adjust it, like do physical things. Okay, this is not working. So they adjust it. Like when I was trying to learn uh, how to swim, my heart was limited to 120 could not go higher. So I was like, and I'm like, I went to the doctor, you got to take this thing out of me. So they still have me controlled, right? So I was like, you need to get, you need to let my heart go all the way high. It only can go to 140. <laughs> so I'm like, how am I going to run for my life? But it's okay, God can take, take care of it. So it's limited, right? And so, and the idea is to not let the heart go too fast or too low. I cannot go lower than 65 when I'm asleep. People go to 30s when they work out. So my heart goes to 60. I sleep with this thing on and I can't breathe. So what caused so, you to get the pacemaker? They misdiagnosed me. They said that I had SBT, supraventricular tachycardia, instead of POTS. And then when I had the pacemaker, uh, they found out there was POTS. And when you have POTS to treat the POTS and it helps you with the SBT, then the only SBT, which you have an ablation, and ablation burns the AB node of the heart, and that's what caused a third degree heart block. So now dependency is 100%, which I already requested this thing to be taken out, but they claim that my heart is still 100%. But you know, I know that if they take it off, because I don't take no more medications since 2020, two years, and the doctors can explain, you could have been dead by now. You, and I, yeah, and I'm gaining weight. I'm 130 pounds instead of 105. I could never gain any weight. My hair is back. My lashes are back. My brows is back. I'm back but in a better way, better me. And so, you know, it's, it's so going back. So I was, I was, um, this, I was making masks for the neighborhood for women that couldn't afford it in children. So I was donating them and I would order online the fabric and I would go really early into the store. I mean, fully blown long sleeves so I can just, and oh, another thing, I would take my shoes and my clothes and the garage to wash it before I came inside. It was bad. And so um, I would buy that. So one, one day, one week before this happened, it was probably on a 7th of May, 7, 8, 9. Yeah, no, 6. It was, yeah, 6, 7, 8, and 9. So it was on the 6, 7, and 8, um, I would call 911. My, my blood pressure, my husband had to call it because I was not able to. I felt like, somebody hit me in the head and you start seeing white spots and my blood pressure was super high. I never, ever had high blood pressure. It's always been low, completely low. And so this time went totally the opposite. And I was taking already medications for that. And so the ambulance would take me to the ER and they could not keep me. They say, sorry, we can't keep your COVID still active since you're not in the thread. We're just going to send you home. We'll monitor that at home. And then and so I kept calling 911 until the 9th, the doctor said, look, your blood pressure has not gone down. We need to keep you here. 
you definitely have to stay. At this point, my heart was given like it was kind of weak you know when you have low pressure your heart is going crazy they noticed that I was like really pale and all my blood work was off but the only thing that they can say is we don't know what's causing it. we don't know what's taking you to that level and they were even giving me strict diets um to see if it's anything that was triggered nothing and I always say when they can't find nothing at the doctors is literally on. I go against when everybody said, can you pray for me? Because the doctors can't tell me what's wrong with me. But I, I go, what do you have? Okay. I go to the closet and I pray and they're healed in the name of Jesus. Amen. So um, I go, okay. So then um, on the 10th, the doctor comes and says, we still don't know what's wrong. We can keep you for, for a few more days. And I said, no, I just knew. I knew I was going to die. I just knew, and I said, I don't want to die here. It's Mother's Day, and I want to spend it with my kids and my husband at home. And so I, um, like, my husband's like, please don't do this. I said, no, I need to go because you don't understand. I'm going to die, and I need you to forgive me for everything I've done. I need you. I started asking my husband, my kids, my sister for forgiveness, and so and I was just quiet the whole time. I just trying to like figure out why do I know this? How do I know this? Something was moved in me. And so when I got home, um, I asked my husband, my sister said she was on the speakerphone. And as I'm walking, I felt like my spirit was trying to get out. Like I felt that move and come back in. And I just felt that. And so then I went to the patio he said she said just put her to sleep and she's crazy start being dramatic stop being dramatic she was just yelling at me because I kept saying I'm gonna die and so I finally lay down my husband never moved from my side and my twins come my, my, my little girl and my boy and my 15 year old and they're like right next to me just they knew something was wrong my husband puts my apple watch on because this is how he checks my heart and he noticed it was like dropping, but he, he's like, I'm not going to call 911. I mean, they keep bringing her home. And so he just like tested my sister at that time. And I started breathing really fast, like really, really fast. And then I went, poop. and I always tell people, because I find out this is how people die peacefully. This is how we should die. We should die in peace. They, our body is dying, but then there's our spirit even when it shows in the monitors that we're in pain, we're not in pain. The body is, but we don't feel it. Like I knew when I was breathing fast, when I was breathing fast, my lungs were working, my heart stopped because I could, I, I, I knew that my body was fighting to, to stay alive, but my spirit wasn't. Like I wanted that peace. When I heard God, the God and the voice that I thought that I'd never heard, but I, that was the first time I heard it, but I knew it. He says, are you ready to come home? Like really gentle. And it was through the angel that was next to me. And I said, yes, in my mind, I couldn't speak. And I kind of had a tear running down. I'm like right now having all this visions of how I, like, all this went down. I keep literally tell you I could hear the birds right now the birds that were outside I can hear them right now since speaking to you 
God is going to reveal something to you. I don't know why is he's doing this. <sighs> yes. As I'm hearing the birds singing, that moment he said, are you ready to come home? Was the first time in my entire life that I felt peace. And it, I started floating out of my body. And I looked and I go, am I dead? He says, the body died, but not the spirit. And so I just like, look, I went on top of my husband. And I'm going in this angle, like my body. And then I just come out like this. And on top of my husband, and I looked down, and I didn't move my head. I just knew that I was looking down. And I could see through my house, my twins fighting. My little girl, who is now 13, with my 13-year-old uh, twin boy, she's always the one da -da -da, telling everybody what to do. She was telling them, you need to stop because my mom just died. And he was like, you're crazy. She's still alive. You know, like, you know how kids are. And then the the my daughter... My 15, she was in, the, in my bedroom and she was going like this. She was having a panic attack. Was, how do your daughter know you died already? I'm going to get there. Okay. I get there. That girl is so, <laughs> it's a blessing. So then she, she comes outside. So they come outside and I see myself thinking like I'm not, like I'm talking, but I'm not talking. I'm like on my mind. And I, I was asking, what about my kids? And I was showing my best friend's photos and I felt peace because they, the voice told me that they will be okay. And those, those photos, and it's not like a photo, it's like you've seen them while they're doing something. Like, I'm, this is something that I'm giving to you. I am actually seeing them as I'm seeing it right now. I am seeing them doing something. I see their faces doing something. So I felt peace. And then in the blink of an eye, I went into this darkness. And so when I go into this darkness, the one thing I noticed immediately is how cold it was. So it was so cold. In the darkness, I explain always, it's like, imagine you going into underground and you dig a hole with walls and you close it and you're inside and it's dark. It's darker than that. And it's super cold, so cold. I started worried in fear and I started asking God to forgive me. And I started feeling this, this, this thing I knew that I knew. And my head was going down, by the way. I was going down. And I always tell people this almost like a tunnel to me because the way I was going down, many people would say it's a void. Whatever it was, it was a way of me knowing I was going down to hell. And I was going head down, feet up. So then I started calling on God and I said, forgive me, God, forgive me. And I said, um, I started saying the our father. And when I said the our father, I remember, and I know this, I remember speaking different languages, English, Spanish, and all these languages I've never spoken. So I started speaking all this and I'm praying. And I said the our father in Spanish and immediately I heard, Close your eyes and turn around. But it, before that happened, I see the enemy's face and a blue light just, and the reason why I saw him was because there was a blue light that came through my spirit. And now I understand the blue is healing. So blue light came through my light, my, my, and I saw him, I got scared. And then the white light after that's the glory of God. And immediately the, 
the darkness, the cloud, it was like gray clouds, like opening like this. And then now I, I'm seeing this through my feet. And then now I'm flipping when God said, close your eyes, don't turn around. And I'm flipping and I'm like, I, I have my eyes closed, but I can still see. And so I'm standing and all I see these little arches of people and I could hear them celebrating. Come, come, Karina, you're home. And I heard God, come, 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 you're home. Like that, like really in, in all these voices all at once. It's like, come, it's like literally like river. It's, 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 it's hard to, this is the only way I can say it. So when he says, come, come, you're home. I'm like, no, you need to send me to, I'm like judging myself now. You need to send me to hell. I, I am not worthy. And these are words that I never use. This is, so when I'm out of my body, I'm like, know everything and I speak better. I'm not worthy of you. And I'm like, I'm so dirty. I'm filthy. I don't deserve to be here. And, and, and I was thinking, is this heaven? Like, I, like, is this heaven? And yes, come home, come home. And then I said, no, I said, unless you show me that anybody in my family that I have passed, they're here, then I go in. Like I, I wasn't even trusting that. And I said, because I've been misled. I've been, I was, I was lied my whole entire life. I don't want this. Like I didn't want no more lies in me. Right. And so I, the one word I said, I don't want to be deceived. I never say that word either. I don't want to be deceived. And so he said, open your eyes and look into your right side. So I opened my eyes like this, which I didn't have eyes, but I just felt like that. And I look into my, my right and I see my Yorkie who passed away and on a Thursday before my pacemaker was implanted on a Friday. So a year later, I'm seeing my Yorkie. He, he, she, he looks so young with my other pet. And I'm just so excited. Oh, I just feel the Holy Spirit. And Where I was are like, you at the time? Where are you? I'm, I'm between the darkness and in the light. I'm like, 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 like looking through a window, like a door, you know, and I don't want to come in. But when I saw him, I knew he was, I, that was the only thing. Listen, I had an interview from, from some Christian woman sisters and they didn't put that, this part for, I'll tell you what part that did not believe now they believe it. But I, I was so believing that I was in heaven because she said it, the only thing that truly love you was your dog. Oh, wow. Who told you this? The sister. And I said, you know what? I felt confirmation. Mm. I said, you're right. That's why I wasn't able to see anybody else because I didn't connect with anybody else. Everybody that was there was, I felt there were me and me and them, but they're there was not like, oh, hi, Thea, hi, grandma. Not, no, I didn't have that. They were all me and me, them, like, or we all like one. And, and my Yorkie confirmed that we are connected with love. And so I was like, I cry after that interview. I was like, oh my God, my, out of all my life, you know, <laughs> the true love. I mean, people could love me, but the pure love, the uncon, thank you, God unconditional love like God will give you is their animals, your pets. And so when I saw that, and she said that, I was like, yeah, that's true. So I, I went in, but I'll, I'll explain the in details because this is very important. Keep in mind that in the darkness, 
I, I felt fear, I felt all this weird stuff. But as soon as I walked into that golden light, not white, golden light, it's like when we slick our hair back and you have a little tiny hair popping out and that tiny hair touches that golden light, I felt a warmth of love. I hugged on my spirit. It was pure love I had never felt. And it was the intensity of love that pulled me in inside and i walked in and the golden light came from the golden streets and where are you right now so did you are I'm you out of the ground now? i'm already walking in in heaven okay. and i had wait really quickly had, but how was the transition between you from the dark i just went in okay. i like kind of floated in because i wasn't walking i just like you know my spirit just went in so one dimension to another i don't know why i'm saying, gonna say this but literally when you see an egg and then you see this, the, the baby going in. That's how I went in. I just went in, you know? And so I went in and the streets are gold. And keep in mind, no Bible knowledge I had on this, okay? This is how I know that what I saw is real. I don't care if you tell me, no, Karina, you, you're, no. I don't care because I know what I saw. Beautiful golden streets. The this, this city was amazing. And then I'm taken by two angels. When I walk in, there's a huge white angel now i know the difference between heavenly angels and dark angels the the wings the wings and the angelical wings are rounded the the wicked ones that have fell down they're the ones that you see in all these pictures and they're like weird you know yeah so you know pointy ones and all that okay so you said you know the difference so the heavenly angels are rounded at the top you can't make anything from heaven into earth it's in the bible okay so the the and you got, the, yeah the fallen angels' wings are pointed. You said at the top. They're they're pointy, and and they're like those angels that you see in stores. Any angels that you have, so you gotta pray, ask God. Don't believe me. Test your spirit. But those angels have a curse. You got to break them and get them out of your house. <laughs> okay, and Karina, I have to ask you this one question because one viewer particularly, yes, one viewer particularly asked me to ask the next person who saw angels. What did the angels look like to you? Now, I know you mentioned their wings. What else did they look like? So what I felt in my sphere, when I saw, because I could not tell you whether it's a female or male, but I do know they're white, they're glowing. Look, I'm going to take this light. They're like this color, <laughs> like this, <laughs> you know, this white light, right? And they're translucent. And they, and when you see them through, you can see rainbowish color because they're kind of kind of like diamonds kind of colorish and then also um they their presence in front of us is very respectful and strong and they're not there to scare you they're there to give you peace a poor peace so when you feel like oh there's an angel in presence and you feel that fear we feel the fear of something strange but you ask god is this angel from you you're not gonna feel the peace that's an that's a, an angel from from, from the dark side because there are angel of light in heaven you we're not supposed to see angels in real life yet okay i can see them in the spirit and standing in front of people i can see them i can i can see that and yes there's some shadows and but like a physical okay i'm an angel no you have angels in the flesh and there's angels of god that come in in the spirit but not like, okay, there's an angel with wings and you know, that, that is evil. <laughs> Be careful. And I mean, you listen, every child of God that is lost 
they're confused. God will lead you into know what to know to know. So don't fear that. God, just call up on God. He will describe you. He will tell you. He will say the Holy Spirit will come and help you. Because that's why Jesus died on the cross for us. So we can have the comforter while he was working for us out there to fix our homes. It's beautiful as far as I know. Is to for us to have that guidance. Do you think I would have died and went to heaven just out of the blue, just because God is special? No, you don't have to die. You will have the same experience if you pray. You have you ask God, show me heaven, show me. You ask and you should receive. It's not it's not a lie. God does not lie. Now, why is it that you don't see it? Why is it because you're so busy in your mind? You shut your mind. Shut your ears, shut your phones, stay away from things, at least for a week if you have to, but you need to come still. God is a spirit, not a flesh, and we want things now, now. Trust me, two years, I've suffered because I wanted God. The moment I met God, I want that every day, and I'm not going to have it every day, not in this flesh. So I have to have his way and not my way. I have to sit down for hours sometimes. Because why? Because I didn't thought of things that I should have. So our thoughts, our choices, our will block the communication of God. It's not, he's talking to you the whole time. He never left you and forsake you. That's so true. Do you think I'll be talking to you right now if you would really left me? No, you know? And so I stop with that doubt. Now, when I see this angel, I can't, you cannot describe them because you're not able to see them like we see each other. I was not even to describe who I saw celebrating me, but I was able to identify my pets. Does it make sense? So why is that? Because God wants to guarantee my peace that he promised. He wanted to say, look, for sure, you're going to know that you're in heaven because you have this pet that you love and you cry for for an entire year. I cried for my dog for a year. Okay. My whole household did. It took forever for us to take, take these dogs that we have now because God said so. He said, get some more dogs. So we did not one, but three. So as I'm walking in here, this is a box. When I came down, I said it was a box, but then it was a squirrel. It was like all in one. Right. And I was given that. <laughs> I was given a scroll and I had no idea this is all in the Bible. Then I'm taken with two angels to see heaven. And I, I know this because I have seen people commenting on other, but when I said that I was flying, I'm, I'm floating. Okay. I guess that would be a better word. I'm floating on top of the heavens and I can see this massive tree, massive, a tree of life. That's what the angel said. And then I see a river, beautiful cliffs. I mean, you can see through it. You can breathe through it. Why do you think the, the, the I keep telling people, water is so important into our lives because it's connected with heaven. Why do you think babies can breathe inside? It's the holy water. It's the, the living waters from the living, from, from the uh, river of life. Baby and your, and your stomach are still connected to heaven. You pregnant, you have heavens in you. You're carrying something that nobody can have at the moment. Like, I'm, I can't have kids, and I wish I would have known this before, because I would be, like, praying all the time, touching, speaking to that tummy so I can connect with God, you know? And so, oh, my gosh, I can tell you more and more. But when I see this, 
I, I, I passed this beautiful area with kids in this mountain and almost I can zoom in into seeing this beautiful, she looked like she had an Afro, kind of like a half a year old and she's waving at me, she's smiling. And her eyes are sparkly, like really sparkly, like this light that you see in Jesus' eyes, this light, this beautiful light. And then so the twins, but I didn't see their twins' faces. I just knew they were twins because they went like this at the same time. And I asked the angel, I'm thinking, I said, who are they? They're so cute. And he said, those are your grandkids. And I go, oh, okay. So I'm, you know, passing by and I see, you know, I'm seeing massive sunflowers. I am seeing flowers and plants and green. I just beautiful. And the colors, oh my God, these colors are fake. <laughs> this is all fake. And I'm like, no, they're deeper. They're richer. They have flavor. They have scent. The, 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 everything is just so pure and beautiful. And it's all bright and you don't have, there's no shadows, there's no darkness, there's peace, there's love, there's joy. Then I get into where I know that I know is my house. And I'm like in front of it, but I can't tell you. I know it's close to water <laughs> and it's close to water. And I know it was, it was a huge land because I heard God said, he said, do you want to come home? That you want to go back? Do you want to go back? That's what he said. Do you want to go back? And I didn't think. I said, yes. And I turn around <laughs> and he tells the angels, give her all the gifts that she wants and needs. And I was like, oh, yeah. So I need, this is how naive I was. I said to the angels, I would like um, white horses with wings because my my 15-year-old, my at that time was 13, 14 years old, 14-year-old daughter likes um, white horses with wings. And my son likes football and then my daughter likes soccer so maybe a soccer field and i'm like literally naive of what he's talking about okay i now understand about the gifts so as i am coming out i just tell god can i tell everybody about what i just saw and he says and he kind of like huh he says they're gonna think you're crazy and i said but i don't care I promise you, I will bring us many people back home. That's what I said. And then when I turn around, he says, you are awesome. And I was like, God speaks like that? Like, I just like went like that. And I was just smiling. I was so happy. And then I, boom, I went down into this glass floor, crisp, kind of clear, but you can't see through, big old area, white, bright white, and it was so strong, the glory. Now I understand this is the glory, but there was power. I kept saying power before. It's the power in there was so strong. So I'm all my all fours. My forehead is on the ground, and I cannot get up. And the more this beam was coming towards me, it was like I could see the foot had sandals on, and I could see the white gown only for, for the bottom of it. And I try to see who it is. I just knew immediately closer that he got to me that that was my savior. He never said, hi, I'm Jesus. He, I just knew he was my savior. And I never say, hi, Jesus. I just like, I went like this because the glory, I mean, he was like pushing me, whatever the power. I was like imprinted my forehead on the floor, like just bowing down. And I'm trying. So when I go like this, I just see very little facial but it was white like everything was white like 
shine. I couldn't see his face. And I said, well, this is good. This has to be God. This is my savior. Like I just like put it two and two together. And so I saw the purple sash, the golden belt, and I just like loving it. And he did ask me, are you sure you want to go back? And I felt in me like I knew I needed to come back and that he didn't want me to come back. Like I knew that I knew, but I say yes again. <laughs> but most people want to go back, don't want to go back. I'm sorry. Most people want no. to stay. So what didn't you wanted to go back to this planet? To this day, I'm going to be honest. Up there, we become pure. So we're not selfish. But in here, I cry on and off and I say, I made a mistake. But it's because I am not seeing the fast results that happened to me on my family. Because at the end of all things, I came back because my kids did not know God. My husband did not know God. We didn't speak about Jesus. We didn't speak about the reality of things. And so when he said, okay, so we go, we come back. He brought me down. Well, before and we I asked that part, can we just mm -hmm. touch on two things? One, your grandchildren. What do you, what did Jesus mean? Or, or what did the angels mean when they said these were your grandchildren? Were they actually in heaven at so the I, I'll get there because you have to understand how I end up finding out that it, it's in the Bible because I didn't know that was even biblical. <laughs> I'm telling okay. you, not knowing anything about the Bible. Wow. So as I since I, I so I come back and I'm like next to my body, go on top of my husband's head and I'm looking at my body and I'm like, wow, we don't take anything, like nothing. This is when I realized nothing is taken with us. And I asked Jesus, is it gonna hurt? To go back into my body and he says it's not going to feel the same i was so obese in the spirit that my 101 pound body was not able to allow the spirit to get in my spirit was not able to get in to the point that when i tried i felt like i was putting a cinderella shoe on the, on the wrong sister <laughs> like i was like forcing it and then it, I went like this, my body kind of, I felt like that, bzzz, like vibrating like millions of times at once. And so I got in finally and I <gasps> woke up and I said, I just came back from heaven. And my husband's like, yeah, you went crazy. So I got up immediately. He should have been seeing that miracle because I wasn't able to walk or talk or anything. And I called my three kids, come here. I need to tell you about this. And then I told them everything. And I realized that I, spoke of three kids and not one and i called my 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 son and i said i need to tell you i went to heaven and i immediately could see i could see immediately like what did you do and he said mom i gotta tell you that i sold my soul at 13 and then i we went through the whole repentance so finally understood that you not only not connected you connected to heaven with love and also connected to those that believe and are with God, whether you're lost or not. But if you sell your soul to the devil, you don't belong to God. And so he sold his soul at 13, me arguing my husband, he felt like we were just constantly arguing. That was not his dad at the time, right? So he was like in depression. You see how all that works? So he had repented and everything, but I, as I'm walking, going to your question, 
in me studying, I asked God, because like when I shared this to these two sisters and they didn't post the video, I said, why did they doubt it that I saw my grandkids? My, husband, my son wasn't married then and he didn't have a kid then, but I saw my grandkids before. I said, why? And he says, because I knew you before I put you in your mother's womb. And I'm like, okay, like I didn't know this, okay? I'm, I'm having my conversation. That's okay. Listen, when I started reading the Bible, I cried because not only everything I saw is in there and everything has been told to me through the prayers, through the two years, I go directly there and it's there. I'm in all ah moment every single day, every single time I sit here and I pray and I hear God speaking to me to find out that everything is in there. It's shocking to me. Oh, Karina, but what about all these Bibles? Let me tell you. Yes, you got to have all the Bibles that have interpreted in different versions. But I tell you what, the Holy Spirit would tell you truth. Well, the Holy Spirit would say, that's not from me. This is from me. They change those words. It's not word. When you truly commit yourself to follow Jesus, to know you're hungry, you want to really know the truth, you, you want to have the experience that I have, whether you die or not, you want to know his voice. You want to hear, understand that he's real, the new job, your will that was given to you for free. Use it for that and not for things that will cause you to push away from him. Because if, we, if I would have known that I curse my own children by calling them lazy, you're so lazy, you don't want to clean your room. You're this. I was cursing my children. They became lazy because I called that demon, that spirit in them. I called them so many names. I was cursing my own children because they cursed me. They cursed me over and over and over. And so if we don't, if we want happiness, if we want joy if we want this amazing husband if you don't have a husband pray for one god will send you one that will be afraid of god to the point and if i was told you're back but now you got to put your house in order this is my house he said no makeup no sexy clothes no more breast implants nothing about you i don't want you to even wear pants i mean i was cover your head when i found out that that was in the bible oh it's not about your hair being the one that's glory no this is something god is teaching me for obedience me and i never went to my friends and said you need to stop wearing that you need to stop 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 that's religion me telling somebody else to stop doing what god is telling me to do he was doing it to to take all these idols out of me. He was doing it to refine me. He was doing it to teach me that looking pretty is not about just this. It's about inside and out. This is the third day I put on a little makeup, mascara, a little gloss, a little blush. I don't even have foundation on. And this is the first, let me see, second day I wear a jewelry earrings. I was even told to take my wedding band off. Why? He wanted to know how obedient I was going to be. So a lot of people are going to be shocked. Oh my God, Karina's going back. No, I'm not going back. I, I had no makeup, wearing white. And I, that's one thing. I would never wear all black because I now know the darkness. I hate cold. I know. I understand that. And that's, that's something that you all have to find your way in. Um, I'm not a teacher. 
if I'm called to say something to teach, that would be different, but I'm not a teacher. I'm not, I don't like titles. I don't like people to tell me, oh, you're a prophet. This just came to pass. I don't like titles. If God wants to call me a prophet, let him call him or whatever. But I don't like titles. I don't like to be calling evangelists. For right now, I'm a child of God. I'm trying to tell people that God is real. I'm a witness of God. I'm a witness of the Lord Jesus coming back. I am here to tell you that he's real and it's real. The, the word is true. And that the many people had inverted the word. I mean, English, we have how many versions? Many. Why? To confuse us. Stop confusing yourself. Pray and the Holy Spirit will teach you what Bible, what word is true, what is not. And stop listening to even me. I told in my YouTube videos, I don't make many because I don't want people to follow me. But I said, Whatever I'm telling you, go pray and ask God. Don't believe me. Don't be deceived by no one, including me. Because right now I am learning. I can make mistakes. I don't want you to follow my mistake. I'm just sharing my testimony. I'm sharing if this fits in your spirit. That means God already spoke to you. And this is how God works. God tells you one thing. And then we're like, I don't know if that was God or me or the spirit. Then somebody that comes and said, oh, but then there we go. And then it's confirmation for you. But know that everything I have experienced is so biblical. And even the believer says it's not. And I'm like, how do you say that, is, that seeing a child before it's put in, put in a mother's womb is not biblical? My son got married after I told him he was a year later and had a child four months ago, wow. a girl. And, it look, and okay, you asked me about my daughter. How does she know? When she comes to me and says, mom, I want to tell, talk to you. And I said, okay. She goes, do you know that I met Jesus before you met him? How old was she? She was eight. She is the only one out of the four that would tell everybody Jesus is real. And the things that she sees in the spirit are shocking to me. Because what she sees, I see. What she tells me, I see. And I'm like, yep. You go, girl. And she had brought kids to Jesus. What do you mean, kids? Kids, children. Oh, she kids. Told, okay. Yes. Yeah, my ex. She had told, she right now, his best friends with one girl that did not believe her parents. It was so rebellious. Not, no, her parents are crazy. They just like old fashioned. And then one day she said, Let's pray. So you can feel the Holy Spirit. She prayed, and we, I was standing right there, and we felt the presence like, like right now, oh, did you feel that? Oh my goodness. And so she she felt it and she's like, and since then she even goes to uh, summer camps to learn about Jesus. Amen. This is the same little girl. Yes. So that's how she knew. Like she was able to and know that she, I was coming back. She knew that I was coming back. Yeah, she confirms to me so much. Like I would say, Mama, did you see that? Do you have a dream about? And every time she's, she has a dream and I have the vision. So I'm like, okay, God's freaking really loud to us. We need to do something about it. Amen. But that is my testimony. I hope that you get blessed. This was never intended to judge you. If you're looking for answers for true, you get in prayer. Don't stop because many people pray that I didn't know they prayed. God even showed me people that didn't even know me praying for me because only prayers can lead some a soul to go him. Don't give up. And now if you're walking and you're being told to do something, do it. 
Go, run with it and stop allowing believers, non-believers to stop what God's giving you. Don't let it steal the fruit in you. Ask God for the seven spirit of God. Is the seven spirit of God is in the end of the book of the Bible and in the beginning. When God said, let's create image in ourselves, you know, let's, let's create image in ourselves. Yeah. In ourselves. It's the seven spirits, wisdom, knowledge. I mean, it's, it's, it's on the Bible. Find it, it's there. I'm going to have you do your homework. Also, you need the nine fruit of the spirit. So go and do it. I mean, I, I, cur I constantly am repentance. I'm constantly in repentance. I'm making mistakes with my own husband, with my my. Family. Sometimes I get mad at somebody that that cut me off, and I'm like, oh. And God says, patience. Stop, Karina. And He keeps reminding me of the nine fruit of the spirit: self control. Don't think about this. And then I'm seeing, oh, okay, that person is having a bad day. Okay. Oh, bless them, Father. Instead of being like that, you know, cursing and being mad or whatever. Don't let your fruit to, to speak, um, to be stolen. And those of you that don't know God and wants to know God, ask for prayers. Come, let everybody here, let Jennifer know to connect you with people. But don't give up because God is real. Jesus is real and he is coming. We are the generation chosen for that. Amen. Thank you. And I just want to go back to a few things. Yes. A few things. Yes. <laughs> About heaven. Yes. Um, you mentioned you saw your house in heaven or houses. Mm -hmm. You saw a temple there that you had. Oh, yes. Built. Yes. And, and I want you to mention how you had a life review. Oh, life. yes. Okay. So in the life review, I wasn't told this is what you did. It was like so fast. Like when I pray for people, that's what I see. I, I have a life review so quick. That it's almost like a download and then i have a word of knowledge so for them to know that god's speaking through me and so that's how what i had and when i came down i was like why everybody remembers the live review but my life was so painful i don't think god wanted me to remember see your past is reminded by the enemy and i remind the enemy their future so i don't let that follow me that was like really quick and it was like 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 a little photos of things. Now, the temple, when I was in flying, there was a mountain really far and I could see the, the like zoom in, like I never like went in, but I, you could zoom in. Like if you, you, your thoughts go there, you could see the pillars, white pillars. And it's in a high mountain. Oh, I just feel the spirit of the Lord. No, that every day I pray for a revelation of heavens to me because I was there and I felt like I was there for a long time. And I was hours laying in my, my next to my husband, like hour, two, three hours. I don't know. I got to look at the, at the video that if, if we could still have it. But I know it was a long time. My daughter said, mom, you were gone for a long time, but I knew you were coming back. And so I just, I just tell you that Every day I want a revelation and a revelation of heavens to me is food that feeds me and puts me on fire to speak more about God. Amen. Amen. So, yeah. So, so, but what kind of temple was it that you saw? Do you know what kind of temple it was or what it was used for? This is where, where our Lord, it's like a, to me, what, what I feel in spirit is like a kingdom, like a, 
like the house of God where you go praise him. Um, I'll tell you this, that is the same place I had a vision of a month ago and I posted on Facebook a while back ago. I saw a very narrow path where you go to churches to get married, you know, and instead of having chairs on the side, you have pillars and these pillars were in the top that were kind of crystal, I can't, I can't pinpoint what, but it kind of like crystallizes and you can see rainbows and you can see an altar. You can see an altar, almost like a pillar. Yes. So we, we, so the pillars are this way. So you're going through that narrow way and it was all white and you see huge chandelier like that one. And I guess chandelier, it's just all this beautiful stuff. And, and I know that that goes in there because I put them together. Like I went in into this vision. I go, wow, that is inside that temple. You know, and I also saw the, the, and this I didn't know either, but I saw a long table with fruit. I didn't see chicken. I didn't see, <laughs> I just saw a bunch of fruit, fruit and bread. I mean, like it was all, and then the, the chairs were kind of like this, but they were, they were kind of like king and queen chairs and they were surrounding it. And it was beautiful white. Everything was white, white, shiny white. And I was like, what is that? And I, I kept hearing the angels ask for the feast. And I had to call my sister and say, do we have a feast? <laughs> yes, Where are we you have going? a feast. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what is all this? Why am I seeing all this? Please tell me. Oh, I'll tell you. I'll give you one more here before I go. I was in prayer and I was like praying God and I was asking questions. And all of a sudden I'm like, why am I in heaven? And I'm seeing this darkness shadow coming in i'm seeing this dark shadow coming in and i zoomed in and it was the same face i saw in the darkness and i stopped right there and i got mad why is god telling me why is the devil and in, in heaven why like i was so mad and crying and i called Calvin. he's my he's testifying for this i said Calvin, tell me this is difficult why is the devil in heaven why is he doing that he says karina he goes and accuses us mm-hmm one particular part of heaven where the devil's able to go to yeah 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 why is he doing there and it is closer now that i think about it it's closer where i was standing on a cliff looking down mm. and it's a there's a pit so he's right on the edge it's not like he's roaming around heaven he's right on no, the no, no 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 this is like when i was i was standing so it's closer to the garden i just let you know <laughs> wait which garden what what which garden so there's a garden and there, the tree of life is way out there. Mm -hmm. So there's green. I know there's a garden because there's green and there's no flowers close to the cliff. Mm -hmm. There's no flowers. It's all green. And so when Jesus was standing like this and I went like that, <laughs> I was like, well, that's, that's heaven over there. And I, I just wanted to see why it looks so pretty out there. And I didn't know I was on a cliff. I had no idea. When, when I noticed that I was in the cliff, this is when he said, and he took me to the book of Ezekiel. I shook a fear when, when I read the book of Ezekiel, but Ezekiel, and he said, I want you to speak a word, the words that I'm going to give you. If you don't, it will be blood in your hands. And I never understood that until I read the book of Ezekiel. And he said, if it's not, look to your right. And I went like this, and it was a cliff. It was dark, and I knew that was the darkness. And I said, I will speak as much as you want me to speak. I felt that 
fear of him, not the fear that we feel here. And so Satan, the enemy, was in that in that area. And I was shocked. Like, how could you be in that section? Why would you go there? And but I was told definitely uh, I was led to the word and I understood in the book of Job how he goes and accuses. And I go, oh, so then listen, every time I have a vision that has to be connected with heaven, I don't necessarily doubt it, but I have to confirm it before I even go and tell people because I'll be thrown stones like crazy. But the little that they know is that they don't remember the verse that God, that Jesus said, Father, I thank you for um, saving the secrets to the babes, you know, for the children. Why? Because the Bible speaks in parables and the full understanding will come when you seek those answers. When you, when you knock, when you look for the answers and the Holy Spirit will reveal it to the children. As babies, we even get more because we're constantly questioning. We're like constantly, is this real? Is this real? And so he takes you right to the word right to the word. There's sometimes I'll be praying for people not knowing this is like uh, at the beginning of the year, I will be praying. I go, I just heard Matthew, whatever. And I'm like, please tell me that's real. <laughs> like, oh, last week I heard two Samuel six, nine. And I'm like, okay. And it was giving me confirmation about the box that I've saw and the angels. I'm like, oh, that's the ark, the, the gold box that they carry the angels. Amazing. You know, it's like, Oh, and I had to like literally look at Google. I oh, please, Father, tell me I didn't hear a spirit. <laughs> it was there. It was a book. So every time I hear a book, like another one was. Um, so I didn't know that Ezekiel was real because I heard of that. Ezekiel, and I heard Amos. Oh, I was like, Amos? What's Amos? <laughs> Who would name the book Amos? And I looked it up and I'm like, okay. This is awesome. I said, okay, I'm in the right path. I'm, I'm going to start asking more questions. And believe it or not, I don't have a church to say, well, they're teaching me this. I have Holy Spirit. Of yeah, Holy Spirit. And then I have a group of sisters and I have a couple of brothers that I call and they help me. Mm-hmm. And they call me if I have anything that they don't have and we help each other. I don't know everything. I can't see everything. God will not share all of the things unless I am doing the first step because I tend to go through the third step. He says, no, you need to move first with my first order, not the third order. And so I'm like, but I just want the cake and the cherry on top right now. And so patience has been really a huge problem for me to learn to have patience with everything. Okay, let's get to the last thing in heaven I mentioned was houses or your house. So when I stood in front of my house that I knew was my house, all I all I could tell you is that we are to use our complete name because that's what you have our given. Complete name? Your full name, okay. your middle name and everything. As a matter of fact, I never used my middle name, but I, I did. That's the one thing for sure I knew for, for me. The other thing is that I know it was by water, by a garden, a huge land, a garden. Um, but I cannot, I can't never say, oh, it was this way. I, I, I love when people tell their testimonies and they've seen it because I have heard one person saying it, or they have gone to areas of heaven that I never went to. And 
it, it just shocks me. And then I go crying to God and I go, well, why didn't you show me? I want to know if I need furniture. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I just like literally cry. I'm like, why? Why, did, why can I just remember everything you show me? Why? But there's always a time and a season for all of things. So I just let it. And that's why a lot of believers that even went to heaven come against what you share, what you sharing because they never experienced. I'm totally opposite. I'm like, good girl. He showed you that, not me. Good girl. Do you go talk about it? Because I have something you didn't see. And it's just crazy. I mean, they'll learn. Well, it's sad. Well, there's sometimes there are some people I realize they sometimes doubt because they haven't experienced yet. But when they do experience it, then they'll believe. But that's a pride issue, too. You know, now I really like how you mentioned how you don't like to hold titles or anything like that. It shows that you're maturing so much in Christ where it's all about him. It's not about you, where you want to point everything to the Lord and mm -hmm. have no direction to you, but to the message of Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, when you came back, you began to share your testimony and you lost friends because of it. Why? Yes. Um, because I was overwhelming. Uh, I can be overwhelming because I could be, um, well, you know, I saw this, this and this and this in your life and this is going to happen. You know, I was like, for, the, for some of them, I was walking with a spirit of divination or walking with a spirit of Jezebel or walking with no knowledge of the word and how can you come and tell me something I've been doing for years or this girl just went nuts or you're so religious, I want nothing to do with you. And so when I lost them, I lost them. I, I have to tell you that we have to take responsibility for what we do too, because I know that I spoke way too much, not knowing it, um, but it's also part of me learning. So they left me because of that. And not only just friends, my best friend did, one of my best friends, but also family members didn't want nothing to do with me. Karina, all she does talk about God and we don't know nothing about God. And we don't want to hear about God. And I said, okay. So then my husband helped, finally helped me to understand that I changed like that. He says, you, I marry you, but I'm living with you. I'm married to a new wife. <laughs> he said, and they don't know, they don't experience every day you, who you are now. He says, what you need to do is have patience. Don't come back. And I cry. And I said, so now that you're saying this, no, no, now I'm using this, this Karina guilt on him. So now that you're saying this, are you telling me that you like me more or less? <laughs> he goes, no, 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 no. I, I love the changes amazing, like nothing was negative. And I just started crying. I just love him more. And so I was like, wow, okay. But literally they left me because of that. And I, I even came publicly apologizing. I said, look, I, I'm sorry if I overwhelmed you. You know, I'm so excited and I'm fire. I mean, this is how a lot of people turn to be lukewarm because we so much on fire for the Lord. And then all of a sudden people just started like, Basking you, believers, non-believers, everybody. And then you're just like, you know what? What am I doing then? You know, but what what has helped me is that I do cry and I do ask God to help me because I know what I saw is real and that I want to do his perfection, not my perfection. Because I became well, not you know, I know God and you don't, sort of thing. The pride came comes in with even believing. And so then I said, no, 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 I don't want that. I want I don't want to scare people. I want to bring people. So how do I do this? So he just like 
took me aside, get off Facebook, get off all this, don't say nothing, and learn my word. <laughs> and then you can go. And I'm still learning. And so that happened, and it was very painful, very, very painful. But then I also knew God gave me a promise and a vision that some people were going to come back in, and they have. Amen. So how was your blood pressure when you came back into your body? And I remember you saying how Jesus mentioned to you. I don't take no more meds. Amen. As a matter of fact, I got COVID really bad. Uh, <laughs> the worst of the worst. And Maybe. you should not have survived that, obviously, right? Because no, I couldn't. No, no. The doctor, when I went to have him test my blood to check why I had a hundred fever, a hundred and four fever and fought it and not taking any medications on my past or new medications because God said, do not, I'm using you for my glory. And I'm like, no, but it hurts. And I'm crying and crying. And uh, he says, I'm going to show you. So go back to your doctor and have him do this because I need to, I need to get to him. So he was using me as a hook. <laughs> it's okay. I tell him, use me. I surrender to God every morning. I surrender to you, father, to be your glory. Use me for your glory, not for mine. So, so that happened. And, and the doctor's like shaking his head. I can't give you any clinical explanation of what's happening to you. And this is, he has told me, because he used to check me every three months, six months, to just make sure everything was okay. Because I was, my blood work was a mess. This last blood work, it was all green. Nothing Thanks was God. red. And I'm like crying, glory. And he says, and you had COVID. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> what? And my husband was really worried. He's like, not only you have your blood pressures all over the place, you have fever and you cough, you can't breathe, you can't, you can't even go to the bathroom, you can't eat nothing. I don't want you to die. And I said, oh, no, no, no. Uh, like I couldn't even speak. And, and my sisters in Christ and my brother were praying. I will, my, my kids will, my kids will pray for me, but my family in Christ all over, because I have people from, from all over the world in one chat group. They will pray for me. And I, they would, one would say, I have a word for you. Don't, don't take anything. Drink water. I can't even drink water. And I, and I said, okay. Oh my. And I was just like really, really sick. And I'm like, I cannot believe that I'm going through this. But, you know, Jesus went through, this is what, what really, that vision that God gave me that he showed me the pain and the struggles that Jesus had. Listen, not everything is in the Bible, but when the Holy Spirit delivered to you things that you have not yet seen or heard, you don't have to share it with the world. Just know that it's for your learning to understand the pain that Jesus went through and the rejection and the spit up and everything. He was worse than me just suffering from COVID. So, and now honestly, if, and I was like, take me, <laughs> I was like, I, I wasn't fearful of death anymore. Why? Because I know I know that I'm going back and that and that I no longer went back to my vomit. Now, for those of you that you have gone back, you still alive for a purpose. God still say, you have time. Hurry up. Come to me. So do it. Be in repentance every day. Don't send and repent. Send and repent. If you go back, it's going to come back seven times worse. I don't want nothing that was in me back in my, in my body. The only things that it comes to my body is when I open a stupid door, like literally when I think about a, a Christian and I'm like, oh, they're just, uh, and I have that anger in me immediately. I'm feeling something in the spirit and then I'm shifted and I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm sorry, brother. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. And then if I don't cry, 
I know it's not coming from my heart. It's coming from me to have him forgive me. But you have to be honest with you. So, Amen. Amen. Um, Karina, you are so amazing. I just love your testimony. I love your personality. I, I love, love you. How the Lord is using you so much. No, it's a blessing. I feel like God gives everyone so much you know, so much of something. And he gave you so much personality, so much joy. Um, he, he's giving you such an amazing testimony. Thank you. you amen. Yeah. So could you pray for everybody who is yes. listening yes. to this yes. and or who is watching this? Definitely. Who are struggling with yes. pride issues, with the cares of the world, with um, trying to keep up with the Kardashians, with uh, those who want to um, just experience the Lord like you've experienced him who wants to see heaven in its pure form, you know, heaven is pure to begin with, but who wants to see heaven, who wants to, who wants to just have a deeper relationship with Jesus Christ to the point where they're allowing Holy Spirit to teach them just like Holy Spirit is teaching you things that you had no idea was in the Bible. Yes. Could you pray for these people who just want more of you? Yes, I would do. Holy Spirit, thank you. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we come to you, Father. We come all in agreement, Father. You say when there's two or more, you're in the midst of it. And I know that right now, by the power of the Holy Spirit, you're using right now this testimony and all the testimonies that my sister has allowed to, to present to, to my brothers and sisters that are watching right now, Father. I ask right now, Father, that you open their ears the spiritual ears, their spiritual eyes, Father, so they can hear you and see you, Father. Father, I ask right now that you bless every single person that hears this right now, Father. In the name of Jesus, Father, I ask that you allow them to have all the visions and in, 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 in dreams, because you speak to dreams, Father, that they need to be uh, in full on understanding, Father. I ask, Father, that you bless them, that anybody that is ill right now, Father, with depression, will you call me? You said, Karina, depression is like being in a coma, a spiritual coma, Father. I ask right now that you revive them, that you give them life in the spiritual realm, Father. I speak life into my brothers and sisters, Father. I bless everyone here, Father. I ask that when they open the Bible, the book, the instructions of how and who and everything that you have spoken, the truth of who you are, Father, that they see that our Lord Jesus Savior did die, in fact, for us and die on the cross, Father, and resurrected for us, for their sin, for their mistakes, for their will to be used in the wrong way, Father. I ask for all these illnesses, all anything that is oppressing those that are still seeking you, those that are lost, Father. Oh, Father, I thank you for this moment. And I prayed all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Rina, thank you so much, so much for thank sharing you. your amazing testimony with the world. Thank you. Glory to God.